Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast weekly sermon podcast. Due to the coronavirus crisis, we're holding church services online until further notice, and we encourage you to join us. Tune in on Sundays at one of our four online broadcast times, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., or 8 p.m. For info and updates, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at New Life SoCo and visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Now here's an encouraging word. Well, I want to welcome everyone. God bless you guys. Great to be together with you on Mother's Day, Sunday. What a great day. So anyway, we're, we're asking God just to bless us. And uh, before we get started, I just want to let everybody know we're missing you. We love you. I've been thinking about you. Those of you in Fall River, New Bedford, bless you guys. Missing you so much. East Greenwich, thinking about you. Smithfield, of course, and Providence. But I, I do think that, uh, you know, we're together as a family. And so if we could just reach out and just grab hold of your TV, give me a hug. I, I, I want to hug you. I want to bless you. I want to pray for you. And I, I pray that you are going to come out of this like we heard last week. I pray you're going to come out of this better. We're not going to go through it fearfully. We're going to go through it with faith, believing that God's working on us. He's working on us in the dark, and we're going to come out of this thing better. Amen. So let me pray for you now, especially praying for the mothers. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in our midst, God, in this church, Lord, the various campuses, Lord, the church communities, Lord, all over um, Southeastern Mass, Lord, in Rhode Island, Lord. I pray, God, for every single family that's represented here, Lord. Bless them, Lord, I pray. Lord, may they be strong. May they be healthy without fear, full of faith. I pray, God, financial blessings on them, God. Stabilize their homes. Bless their homes, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said amen and amen. Listen, if I could ask you to to go all the way through this message, because I believe God has something for you. I don't think this is something that's going to be easy for us to just kind of get in a moment. So rather than click out and click in and go get a Pop-Tart, settle in. Let God speak to you. I pray, Holy Spirit, speak to us, God. Give us revelation and understanding of what it is you want us to get today, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, you know, uh, what an what a, what a odd day we're living in. It's surreal. And so, um, I mean, I haven't had a haircut in, since January. I, I feel like I'm going to be, you know, from, uh, I'm going to join a, a band like the Eagles or uh, Doobie Brothers or something, like those old guys that have long hair. Or that guy from Nashville, Tennessee, I think about him sometimes, that guy with long gray hair. I could be that guy. I just need to sing. But I haven't had a haircut since, um, since January, so I have, I've, I've saved what's $10. And, you know, the other thing, too, is I see a lot of ladies now, they're not so concerned about their mask. They're, they're worried about wearing a hat. No, one, no woman goes out of the house without a hat on now because we're, we're seeing that their hair is really two-toned. In fact, I think... Um, this might become popular, the two-tone hairdo. Young people are going to be dying streaks of gray down the center of their hair just to get in style. So <laughs> we, 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 we are in a trial of our lives. Amen. But anyway, I, I, pray that you're, I pray that you're strong. I pray that God is going to work this thing uh, and bless us through it. And so who, who knows what he's going to do. Amen. But I know God's on the throne. He's not slipped off the throne. Today I want to talk to you about... Um, Walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. And, and if, I could, if I could say it this way, uh, walking with the Holy Spirit in you. 
It's not so much that you're walking in him, it's that he's in you while, while you're walking, while you're living. And so anyway, it's a very powerful, uh, it's a per- very powerful phenom, phenomenon that happens to us when we get saved. And we start off by looking where um, the disciples were baptized in the upper room by the Holy Spirit. Tongues of fire came down, lighted on all of them. This was on the day of Pentecost. They came out from the upper room with boldness. They came out into the street where they were, they, they were afraid to go. They were afraid to say anything. They were afraid to be spotted. They came out now boldly, and Peter begins to preach. And as he's preaching about Jesus Christ, the, the authority and the conviction on his voice was so powerful that people began to say, what must we do to get saved? We believe you. We're hearing you. What must we do to get saved? And I want to bring up this first verse in Acts chapter 2. It's on the day of Pentecost. And it says this. Peter replied to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to to break this down for us, that this is a gift. God promises us this this crucial provision for us when we get saved, and it is the gift of the Holy Spirit. If we ever needed the gift of the Holy Spirit, we need him now. If we ever needed a a crucial provision in our lives, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And so today I want to kind of put, put this into two categories. One, it's the power of the Holy Spirit, and the other category would be the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. When God fills you with his Holy Spirit, in comes power and wisdom. And so, you know, we, we can't just say these are the only two things, but I, I want to focus on those two aspects. It's kind of, the, it's kind of the, the, the acts, the doing of God, the power, the miracles, the, the action of the Holy Spirit through us, and it's the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, the ability to think like God and, and know like God and sense like God and so forth. And so God gives us the, these crucial abilities to be able to have the Holy Spirit in us with his wisdom and thinking and understanding, but also the power, also the miracles, the healing. So, so when God gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit, he doesn't let you just kind of uh, camp there and just be normal and saved and, 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 and walking in Christ. He gives the, you the Holy Spirit in you to have this power and this wisdom to be able to do life. And so Jesus is talking about this with his disciples, and this is the proof of what it is I'm talking to you about. It says this in John, the 14th chapter. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. And so he's speaking to the, um, the Pharisees. that They're, they're kind of doubting, where, where's Jesus from? Who are you? Where are you from? And so forth. But he, he says this, he says this, and this is so insightful for us now to read this. He says, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Now, this is what we get in the, in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit comes in us. Jesus is saying, the Father is in me. So we get the Holy Spirit in us, just like Jesus is saying here. The Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. Believe on the fact that the proof that God is in me is the miraculous power that's flowing through me. Jesus is saying, if you don't know that God is in me, what do you think of these miracles? Where would you say these are happening from? And so this is the proof. And then he says this, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do, remember I said it's the acts of the Holy Spirit, will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. 
And then if we drop down a little bit to verse 16, it says this, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. I will ask the Father. And, and, and I want to um, kind of back up to this later on, that, that there's a seeking of the Holy Spirit. We ask Jesus to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Whatsoever things we ask in his name, he will deliver. And I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another counsel to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. Now, it's important for us to understand the Holy Spirit is a lot of things, but he is certainly the Spirit of truth. There's a truth. And how do, you, how do you know this to be true? Because God in me is witnessing this is true. He's the spirit of truth. Where there's so much deception in the world right now, nobody knows what to believe. Nobody knows who's telling the truth. Nobody knows what, who's trying to pull what over on who, whom. And uh, I mean, it's not just in one segment of society, but it's throughout all of society. There's all kinds of shuffling and moving and deceiving and so forth. But if you have the spirit of truth in you, you will be able to know the truth and the truth sets you free. But the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because he's, it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him. Now I want you to see this, for he lives with you, present tense, and will be future tense in you. And Jesus is telling the disciples that the Holy Spirit is with us now. But there's coming a time when I'm going to go be with the Father in heaven. And I will send you another. I will send you the counselor, the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be in you. And this is, this is the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? What a great day that is. And so what does that mean to have the Holy Spirit in you? You know, um, <clears throat> The Bible talks about um, the act of being baptized by the Holy Spirit or baptized in the Holy Spirit. It is a separate and um, uh, earth-shattering event that happens. There were many people in the New Testament that were saved, that loved the Lord, that, that walked with the Lord, and, and we see these examples, but they were not baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were only baptized in water, only baptized in John's baptism. But there comes a time where when someone tells them about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues or the baptism of the Holy Spirit with his gift comes on you like it did on Peter and the 120 that were in the upper room and they begin to speak with a heavenly prayer language. They begin to speak with a prophetic uh, language, a heavenly language, a heavenly worship and a, a heavenly prayer. This was speaking in tongues. And so it's an earth-shattering event. It's a separate uh, work of God's grace. But it's something that you must seek. And so we, we seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, Nancy and I, we were saved for about a year. And uh, we, were, we were loving God. We were on fire for the Lord. We were walking with God. But we knew of this baptism of the Holy Spirit. We knew of the gift of the Holy Spirit. This great power and wisdom that would come in you when the Holy Spirit came into you. And so we began to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We begin to ask God. Now, some people don't think that this is a separate, uh, that this is a separate happening, but I can tell you it was separate for me. I was saved. I was walking with the Lord. I was reading my Bible. I was going to church, and it was awesome. But I knew I wanted more. I knew that there was more, and I began to seek God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Nancy and I prayed, and we sought God. We lifted our hands in one uh, uh, night in church. People laid hands on us, and we began to uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit. We began to speak with tongues. And I'll tell you, what happened right after that is, is uh, there's, there's a, a sense of, uh, it was earth-shattering. 
Because there was a sense of revelation. There was a sense of the prophetic. Your, your words become powerful. There's an authority on you. You knew that there was another level, another, another um, aspect of God that he gives you in this grace gift. And I would encourage you, if you're walking with the Lord, if you know Jesus Christ as Savior, that you check out these verses in the Bible that talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, speaking the power and the prophetic word of God, where he begins to speak through you. And, and uh, this is the beginning of a, a powerful journey that you have with the Lord. God begins to um, deposit this into you. And so this is, this is what happened with us. It was powerful. Uh, I would never want to go back. I, I began to read the Bible. The words were jumping off the page. I had revelation. I had understanding. But I also had these other gifts that started to manifest as well. The gift of the prophetic and, and the gift of, of understanding that God wanted me to pray for people and see them get healed and, and lay hands on the sick and, and those uh, sorts of things. But I want you to know that um, this earth-shattering experience doesn't happen all in one uh, uh, overnight where you're, you're instantly uh, now you know, no longer needing to grow in God. There's still going to be a, an ongoing growing and maturing in the Lord. But you're hearing on another level. You're, see, you're seeing on another level. You're thinking on another level. And God begins to bring everything that He is into your life. God begins to bring all that He is. So now all of a sudden I have the power of God, the working of miracles. I have the word of knowledge. I have these different things that are now operating in me. I have the, the, the grace and, and the wisdom of God, the knowledge that, that I begin to think the way God thinks. I begin to see the way God sees. I begin to speak the way, the way God would speak. I begin to love, uh, compassion, have, have a heart for people the way the Holy Spirit does. You know, it says this in Galatians, the fifth chapter, about the fruit of the Spirit. It says this, the fruit of the Spirit or the result of the Spirit living in us is love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the result of the Holy Spirit or the fruit or the produce of the Holy Spirit living in us. And uh, you might say, you know, uh, well, my husband is baptized in the Holy Spirit and he could use a little bit more of this. Or my wife is baptized in the Holy Spirit. She could sure use a little bit more than this. But, but can I tell you something? This is the, this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit but God is trying to shine through us. There's a lot of us still involved in the picture. There's, just, there's still a lot of us. There's still a shell of who it is you are, and that shell sometimes is very strong. And God comes to knock that shell off of us. He comes to weaken that shell. He comes to shine through that shell. And so let me just, let me just give you three things here that, uh, that God begins to do to let the Holy Spirit shine through us. Number one he does this by, by breaking down your pride. You know that your pride, your dignity, um, who you think you are and, and who you want to portray and, and everything, that can be such a hindrance. It isn't coincidental that God first takes over your tongue and begins to turn your tongue into something that you control into something that he controls. Because your tongue is the thing that gets us into trouble all the time. Your tongue is the thing that sometimes does not want to serve God in any way, shape, or form. But, but God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, takes, care of, takes control of your tongue. You begin to pray in the Spirit. You begin to sing in the Spirit. You begin to speak in the Spirit. And, and this heavenly language now starts to get in you and on you. God starts to break down your pride, number one. And your pride needs to be broken down because 
Because so much of serving God takes humility. Worship takes humility. Going up to somebody and talking to them about the Lord. You can't do it if you're full of yourself, full of pride. The first thing God needs to do is knock the pride off of us. Knock the dignity filter off of us. Take it down so that the Holy Spirit can begin to shine through. This doesn't happen overnight, but God works on you. God is not into humiliating people, but God will bring you through a humbling experience one after another after another until you start to become soft and say, God, you know what? Whatever it is you want to do with me, you can do it with me, God. I'm not going to be a pride, prideful person, you know, where I dig my heels in and become a, you know, a swamp Yankee. I ain't going to, ah, I never, oh, you'll never see me. Now, clap, dance, speak in tongues, go witness to that person, go lay hands on that person, pray for this person, drop your pride and see if God doesn't start to begin to shine through you. And then next, the Holy Spirit begins to train us how to hear His voice. I'll tell you, we want to be able to obey God, but you have to first be able to hear Him. Because what He wants to tell you to do, sometimes it's on the spot. Or sometimes it's a little bit more difficult than, than something that you maybe would do on your own. But God is saying, you need to be able to hear me and, and begin to obey. Just the act of seeking the Holy Spirit, come fill me, baptize me with the Holy Spirit, is an obedience to God that God wants to see you will take that step. You'll take that step, you know, uh, um, to get water baptized. It's, it's, it's an act of obedience. You'll take that step. You, you know God is, is leading you toward these things. You'll take that step. And so you have to be able to hear his, ver, uh, his voice. But then thirdly, to trust his leading. Trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because God wants to be able to speak to you and then lead you. But you have to trust. You have to trust. Because sometimes what God wants to do is he wants to um, tell you to do things that you might not fully understand. You know, when God uh, leads you to tithe, you might not fully understand that, but you have to trust in the leading of the Holy Spirit. If God wants you to give to someone, you have to trust in the leading of the Holy Spirit. If God wants you to, to pray for someone, you have to trust in the leading of the Holy Spirit. You might not understand everything, but just trust the, trust the Lord here. I remember one time I was talking to God and I said, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Whatever it is you want me to do, God, I'll do it. As long as I understand it. I just need to be able to understand what it is you want me to do. And I remember the Lord speaking to me. Talk about hearing his voice. I remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me and saying, listen, son, if what I want to do with you is limited by your ability to understand it, we're not going to get very far. Because, hey, you're not the brightest, you're not the sharpest knife in the draw. And, you know, you have to give it over to the Lord and say, God, you know something? If you lead me, if you speak to me, God, I don't have to be in control. I want you to be in control. I don't have to understand everything. I don't have to understand everything there is to understand about speaking in tongues. I don't have to understand everything there is to know about the things that you're leading me to do, God. I just want to say, Lord, if it's you, I want to hear your voice. I want to obey whether or not I understand. I want to trust you. So can you say amen to that? This is God. And so what happens is when God can get you to be this, um, this uh, humble person that hears his voice and trusts him, now God begin to, can begin to move through you in power. He can begin to trust you with, with authority. He can begin to trust you with, with his people. He can begin to trust you with ministry, with things that, that, are, that are supernatural. 
the power of the Holy Spirit now can flow through a vessel that doesn't have their own agenda. They just want to hear God. I don't have to understand the whole thing, Lord, but I am going to be obedient here. Now, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit in power, the baptism of the Holy Spirit can start to flow through you because you're a vessel that's yielded to the Lord. So I want you to check out this verse here. It says this in Romans 8, verse 6. The mind of the sinful man is death. I, I, I pray, let, let that not be us. We, we've dropped away from that. We've received Christ as our Savior. I no longer have the mind of death. The mind of death is a mind of worry, anxiety, all kinds of skepticism, doubt, unbelief, all of these things. You know, the Bible says uh, the sin of unbelief. So anyway, that's, that's the mind of the sinful man. It, it leads to death, and it is, it's, it's surrounded by death. But the mind controlled by the Spirit. I don't know about you, but this word does not frighten me. I want God to control me. Lord, I don't want to be in control. I know what my life looks like when I'm in control. I, I, I'm able to do all the wrong things. I'm able to make all the wrong decisions. I'm able to step into all the wrong places. You should see when I'm in control, it's a terrible mess. I don't want to be in control. I want my mind to be controlled. When I get to heaven, I want to, I want to surrender fully to the Lord and say, God, completely and totally control me, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit of God control me fully. But anyway, this, this is a great promise. The mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. I'll tell you, when the Holy Spirit comes in you, there is a vibrancy. You know, I, I was saved, that I wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I have to say there was more. I knew there was more. And when the Holy Spirit came into me, when he baptized me, filled me with the Spirit, there was a vibrancy. There was an enthusiasm. There was a joy, love, joy, peace. There was a joy of the Holy Spirit. And so I just encourage you, let this verse come to life in, 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 your, in your life, come, come alive in your life, that you can have the mind, your mind controlled by the Holy Spirit. What happens is you begin to sense what the Holy Spirit senses. You start to be in tune with what God is in tune with. You, you ask yourself, this thing doesn't seem right, but everybody's saying it's right. This thing seems like it shouldn't be right, but everybody's saying, no, no, it's right. I have a sense in me that something's not right here. I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me, you better be careful that this isn't good. This isn't right. You need, you need to steer clear of this thing. But so many people are saying, no, no, it's right. It's good. I think especially now, we need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We need to be able to trust his leading, whether or not we understand the whole thing, because I think God is going to say now, listen, you better be very in tune with the Holy Spirit, because I'm going to lead you through this mess. I'm going to lead you through these circumstances. I'm going to lead you through the, these pathways that normally are filled with traps, filled with deception, filled with uh, stumbling blocks, but I'm going to lead you through it. So you begin to sense the things that God senses. You know, um, if the Holy Spirit is grieved about something, you can sense that grieving of God in you. See, you're not, you're not, trying, to, you're not trying to deny these senses. You're not trying to deny this, this feeling that you have. If this thing is grieving God, you know, um, when God, when the Holy Spirit begins to check you, you've you got to stop. If you're saying things you shouldn't say and the Holy Spirit checks you, you've got to stop. If it's grieving God, you've got to say, God, if this is grieving you, uh, I, I, I want to I not go there. Um, because you will sense what the Holy Spirit is sensing. I'll tell you, there's a lot of people right now that are sensing there are, there are strange things going on. Not just this virus, but there's all kinds of uh, uh, 
things in the background, that, that, that people are pulling strings and trying to get on top of this thing and getting ready to make money and getting ready. There's, you know, the, the spirit of control, of authoritarianism, and all this different stuff in the background. People, people are hosts. They don't even realize their pawns being pushed around by, by spiritual entities. And the Holy Spirit is saying, do you see that? you got to be careful of this. Watch out for that. I want you to begin to pray this way. You need to begin to prophesy this way. You need to be able to stand up and say, no, no, this is the right way. But let me tell you, the danger right now is the church, and I don't want to say it's, it's your church or this church or my church. I want to say it's Christians now are in danger because it seems like they will do anything to not upset the world. We have to placate everybody. We can't upset anyone. We've got to be careful what we say and how we say it. We've got to be careful what we do and how we do it so that the world loves us and the world appreciates us and the world lauds us and the world is going to run to the church because we're just like the world. We're just like the world, but there's a danger there. Check out the scripture here where it says this. The man without the Spirit doesn't accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. And so you want people to accept everything. But, but, but we see in the, in the uh, early church, they were persecuted. When they came down from that upper room, they came down in a, a very, very uh, tense situation. They had to have the boldness of the Lord on them because uh, the man without the Spirit doesn't accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. Their foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. I pray that you and I are spiritually discerned. I want to go forward to this verse in Acts. It says this, after they prayed, this was when uh, Peter and John were in jail. And the Pharisees, they threatened them and said, you better stop talking about this, Jesus. You better stop talking about this religion. You better stop talking about this power. You better stop giving glory to this man. You better stop it. And they, they threatened them, and they told them, you can go, but you better, not, uh, you better not say another thing. But it says this, they, they ran to their friends, and they told them what, what happened there. And there was this great healing that took place. And it says this, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to and spoke the word of God boldly. I'll tell you, now is not the time to ha have a sheepish voice and, and be afraid of saying everything and anything. I think now is the time the people of God that sense something in God need to say, you know something, I'm going to begin to pray that way. I'm going to begin to pray, not just for America. I'm going to begin to pray for this world. I, don't think, I think that this virus isn't everything, but it's a doorway to something. And we, we've got to begin to pray and believe that God is leading us by the power of the Holy Spirit and we have to be bold enough to step in there and say, you know something, I am a man sent from God with the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit on me and in me and I will now begin to pray and prophesy the things the Holy Spirit is showing me to pray and to prophesy and I, I'm not going to not be bold and I'm not going to think that everyone is going to accept this because people that are not controlled by the Spirit of the Lord can't accept it because it's spiritually discerned. And so God is saying this, listen, I've set you for such a time as this. I don't want you to fail. I don't want you to falter because I've given you this, the spirit of God to be powerful now in the things of God. You're filled with God. You're walking with the Holy Spirit. Begin to be a, 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 an ambassador 
for the Holy Spirit in wherever, whatever situation God sets you. Not just on Facebook, but in your family, in your neighborhood, in your job, wherever it is God has placed you, you be an ambassador of heavenly things because you're hearing from the Holy Spirit. You're sensing from the Holy Spirit. You're picking up words from the Holy Spirit and he's ex expecting you to obey him because I believe that God wants us to pray certain things. We don't understand the full, fullness of it, but pray it. Believe that God has put that in your heart for such a time as this to begin to pray it. And because I know that God has set you in New Bedford. God has set you in Providence. He set you in Smithfield, in East Greenwich, or in your workplace, or wherever it is you are. The Holy Spirit in you now wants to come through you. Don't let your pride hold you back. Don't you let your lack of understanding hold you back. Obey the Lord. Be used of God. Walk in the Spirit. And I want to finish up with this. The, the Holy Spirit establishes himself in you so that you will have peace in a time where people don't have peace. God wants you to have peace. Love, joy, peace. Lord, put your peace on my mind. Regardless of the financial situation, God, I want to be able to think clearly. I want to be able to think with peace in my mind and on my heart, God, because I know that you control all things in my life. I know, God, that if it's coming into my life, it's because you already approved of it. I can have peace. I can have joy regardless of the circumstances. I can have joy. You know, we don't know what we're going to go through. We don't know if this is going to get worse. We're not going to have meat. You're not going to have beans. What's next? You know, but I, I believe that God is going to work in this thing. He's not done. You know, if, if the Lord is coming, that's the most awesome thing. But if the Lord is, is going to have another great awakening come to the earth before he finally returns, I can't wait for the great awakening of the Lord. But I want you to know that this, this is not a dead end here. We're, we're in this process. We're in this journey. And the Holy Spirit wants to, wants to move through you, but he wants you to have peace in it. He wants you to have joy in it. God wants you to have the, the, the Holy Spirit of God functioning in you and through you, a quiet confidence. I don't have to be in control. I could be free. I don't have to be in control. I know that God is in control. And you know, once I'm set free, once I'm set free, then I can serve others. I can love others. I'm not worried. I'm not fretful. I'm not fearful. And I can obey God. I can be used to obey God. You know, I, I, I pray that this is an opportunity for us to pray for people that have, have fallen sick with this, with this virus. Let's pray. Let's, 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 let's believe that God wants to see healing begin to take place. So I'm praying for people to get healed. I'm praying for people to be strengthened. I'm praying for people not to get sicker, but I'm praying for them to get well. I'm praying for them to rise up out of the hospital bed, rise up out of that sick bed, and walk again. And so I know the Holy Spirit wants to, wants to be in us, but he doesn't want to be in us in fear and in fret and in doom and in gloom. He wants us to have peace and joy, but he also wants us to have power. I want to believe God for miracles, for healing, for the prophetic, and for the wisdom and the grace of God, the revelation and the understanding of the Holy Spirit. Father, I just thank you, God, right now, Lord, that you have given us, God, not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind, Lord. I pray, God, that we would have a sound mind, Lord. We would have a spirit of 
power in us, Lord. So I pray, God, for every family, Lord, that has heard this message today, God. Lord, I pray, God, that we would invite the Holy Spirit in. God, those of us that have not been baptized by the Holy Spirit, Lord, may we research, may we search the Scriptures, God, find you there, Lord, and begin to seek and begin to seek you, Lord God. Let them be filled with the Holy Spirit, I pray right now, God, right where they're at, God. Uh, bring them in, Lord, to a deeper experience with you, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. I pray, God, as we walk in the Spirit, Lord, may we be filled and be ambassadors of the Spirit of the Lord. Bless us, Lord, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you... Uh, have never really received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. Before you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior. And, it's, and it's, it, it's not a very complicated thing. It's just you acknowledging, Jesus, I believe that you're real. God, I believe that you're real. Become real to me, Lord. Become my Lord and my Savior. It's very simple. It's a prayer. It's an acknowledgement, God, that if you're there, come and, and save me. Rescue me, Lord. I want my sins to be forgiven. Lord, I want to walk with you in this newness of life. I want my spirit man to come alive, Lord. And I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But first things first, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior and asked him to forgive you of your sins, I want you to just pray this simple prayer with me right now. Say, dear Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Become my Lord and my Savior. I receive you today as my master. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. And Lord, every person that prayed that prayer, God, I, I pray, Lord, that you fill them with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, God, that you touch their lives, Lord. May they never be the same. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. We hope this talk has encouraged and challenged you. If it was helpful, share with a friend. For more info, visit newlifesouthcoast.com. Until next time, have a blessed week.